Are you looking for sustainable, optimized packaging solutions? At Smurfit Kappa, we use our global experience and local knowledge to provide fit-for-purpose packaging solutions for the most complex supply chains. From packaging design to machine systems, we're a fully integrated packaging provider. We can work with you to minimize operational complexity and help you move to sustainable packaging. Contact us at smurfitkappa.com. Smurfit Kappa. Open the future. Hello and welcome to the latest edition of the Packaging Europe podcast. My name is Elisabeth Skura and today we'll take a closer look at the uh, Waste for Future project. So uh, seven Fraunhofer Institutes have recently announced that they are pooling their expertise in the Lighthouse project Waste for Future, which aims to increase energy and resource efficiency in the use of plastics and thus paves the way for a chemical industry that requires fewer fossil raw materials and produces fewer emissions. Today, I'm speaking to Professor Peter Michel, who is head of the Polymer Applications Business Unit at Fraunhofer Institute for Microstructure of Materials and Systems, IMWS. And together we'll shine a spotlight on the project and the challenges it is hoping to address. Thank you very much for joining me on the podcast, Professor Michel. Um, looking forward to an interesting conversation. Okay, thank you, Elizabeth. And... Uh... Very much thank you for the kind introduction and giving me the chance uh, to talk about the Waste for Future project in your Packaging Europe podcast. Thank you. Um, so, yeah, um, I was wondering for the benefit of our listeners who may not be familiar with the Fraunhofer Institutes, could you give us a short overview of its work? Sure, I can. The uh, Fraunhofer Society is uh, the largest organization of applied research and development services in Europe with over 29,000 employees. It represents an important part of the German research landscape, which includes universities, the Max Planck Society, the Helmholtz Association, the Leibniz Science Association and the German Research Foundation. The headquarters of uh, Fraunhofer Society are in Munich. The purpose of the society is to conduct application-oriented research for the direct benefit of companies and for the benefit of the society. The Fraunhofer Society currently operates more than 80 research facilities, including 74 institutes at over 40 locations all over Germany. With 29,000 employees, most of them trained in natural science or engineering, work on an annual contract research budget of 2.3 billion euros. More than 70% of this revenue is derived from contracts with industry and from public finance research projects. The remainder is contributed by the German federal and state governments partly to enable the institutes to organize preliminary research. The Fraunhofer Society is a non-profit organization. The institutes are not legally independent. The Fraunhofer model nevertheless grants the institutes a very high degree of independence for project results, for their own significance in the scientific world, and above all, for their own funding. This results in a high degree of autonomy in the setting of technical priorities, in the allocation of resources, 
in project acquisition and in project management. It also results in a certain economic pressure and a compulsion to be customer and market oriented. In this sense, the institutes combine research, innovation and entrepreneurship ideally. Great, thank you. And um, I was wondering, with um, the different institutes, I'd imagine there'd be um, some synergies between them. And um, yeah, I was wondering, do the different institutes often work together? And are there any previous projects in similar field that you uh, fields that you could highlight to um, underline these collaborations? Um, I mentioned that the individual Fraunhofer institutes have a high degree of independence and that the additional incentivization of industrial business ensures that the institutes have a basic entrepreneurial orientation. Likewise, the institutes work in almost all application relevant fields of technology, such as microelectronics, information and communication technologies, life sciences, material research, energy technology and medical technology. In order to be able to serve this range of topics, a mechanism is needed to set up the competences of the institutes in their focal areas synergistically and not redundantly. Over the years, it has proven that all major project, Fraunhofer projects have been particularly enriched by interdisciplinarity and diverse teams. So to your question, yes, Fraunhofer has gained good experience with the Lighthouse project format, and not least in finding impulses for the trends and mega trends of our society. When it comes to concrete projects, I can say this much. In addition to the Waste for Future project, Fraunhofer is working on a second Lighthouse project under the label Green Efficient Chemistry, where the focus is on topics such as green plastics and green monomers in the direction of digitalization and automation. And next activity with a somewhat different project background is our cluster for circular plastics economy, CCPE. Here too, we have combined the expertise of six institutes and support our customers in questions of sustainability, life cycle assessment, energy efficiency, and also in the area of mechanical recycling. These competences are reflected to our Waste for Future project. Mm, great. Um, that will be interesting to, um, to follow up on as well, I would imagine, in the future with, um, with all the different projects to see, um, see what the results are there. Yeah, I was wondering on a general level, what are the main challenges to overcome when it comes to the process of uh, recycling plastics and achieving this circularity? Let's first take a look at the situation in plastics processing in Europe. Approximately 54 million tons of plastics are produced and brought onto the market every year. About half or half of this amount corresponds to the annual plastics waste stream. About half of this stream goes into incineration, leading to direct carbon dioxide emissions in the order of 350 million tons per year. Of the mechanically recycled portion, only 10% goes back into high volume use. The rest is downcycled in some way. The major 
objectives in plastics recycling are derived from this. The sustainable hierarchy in the first place requires avoidance, then reuse, followed by recycling, included reduction of the downcycling quota. The biggest hurdle is seen in the transformation of the linear carbon economy in a circular carbon economy. At this point, chemical recycling is indispensable. We are convinced that this transformation is feasible, but in the first step, the proof has to be done on the basis of upscalable demonstration on pilot plants. After feasibility, the social and political framework must be created to transfer these concepts to large-scale plants. In many cases, chemical recycling is equated with thermal recycling, so there is considerable need for action. A next need for action is the continuous improvement of the quality of recyclates. What is possible when we receive well-sorted returns from customers and at the same time utilize the potentials of design for recycling can be seen in the example of PET polyester beverage bottles, where recycling ideally runs bottle to bottle. Taking this as a benchmark, there is clear potential for next material groups, for example, such as polyolefins, polystyrenes, or polyamides. And uh, zooming in on the Waste for Future project specifically, um, it sets out to create a holistic assessment model which will reorganize the recycling chain from process-guided to material-guided, and this is resulting in a new way of sorting. Could you talk a bit more about how this could be achieved? In today's established waste management, thermal recycling predominates and the carbon contained in the waste are released into the atmosphere and climate damaging carbon dioxide. The transition to a circular economy aims to limit these emissions and avoid the excessive consumption of resources. This requires a complete reorganization of the treatment of recyclable material streams. The vision of this project is the holistic recycling of plastic containing waste without loss of carbon through interlocking network processes with maximum preservation of existing chemical structures. This will provide innovative recycling technologies for complex wastes that can be used to obtain high quality recipients. The plan is to develop an entropy-based evaluation model that reorganizes the recycling chain, which has been process-oriented today into a material-oriented chain. A new high-end type sorting process reorganizes which materials in particular, which plastic fractions are contained in the waste. In line with this, a decision is then made as how to fractionate the stream and to which recycling route they allocated the uh, created fractions in order to meet the most technically, ecologically, and economically way. The system optimization no longer lies in the optimization of the individual processes, but rather in the entropy optimized separation of the overall stream 
and the targeted allocation of the energetically optimized recycling processes. A material stream is broken down into its substreams, which are then assigned to different processing routes on the basis of technology hierarchy. What cannot be further utilized by means of mechanical recycling is available for chemical recycling. The post-treatment of the output of this recycling process transforms the output to feedstocks for the chemical industry. Thermal recycling at the end of this chain is thus eliminated. The content of the Lighthouse project also includes the economic evaluation of a new recycling process chain. For example, the effects of rising prices of carbon dioxide certificates or new regulatory requirements such as the European Climate Act, the EU Action Plan for the Circular Economy or the Packaging Act. For the development of these new business models, both processes in waste management and in the chemical industry will be considered in a holistic perspective and combined with the today's established recycling technologies. The project consortium will also conduct comprehensive life cycle analysis studies for the individual recycling technologies in order to be able to take the corresponding data into account in the digital twin and to highlight potential environmental risks and opportunities. And uh, as you said, the uh, or hinted at before, the ultimate goal of the project is to create innovative recycling technologies for complex waste that uh, can be used to obtain high quality recyclers. Uh, could you talk us a bit through the R&D challenges that you anticipate there? Yes, I can. The project is organized uh, basically in three major sub-projects. As I already mentioned, there is one sub-project in the sorting and fractioning, and one in new concepts in mechanical recycling, and one in new concepts in chemical, chemical recycling. Let's come to the first sub-project first, and what are the challenges here? Uh, the development of an entropy-based evaluation model is the most important detail in the project. It requires the description of the status of the material stream and has to carry data for the chemical status, the mixing status and the necessary change of status from the waste stream to the recyclates or other output materials. We need to define digital twins of all the addressed recycling paths that allow us to optimize the energy input engaged and the output quality of these paths. We need to set up a real-time data acquisition concept, linking the data with ecological, economic and technical criteria, such as the parameters of the processing, enables intelligent assignment to the suitable processing route according to the technology hierarchy. Suitable sensor technologies must be developed to capture the data like material properties, including internal structures and external geometries of the bulk material. The aim is to develop a hybrid sensor system for material identification and characterization, 
Existing solutions from the field of sorting sensors will be extended by new sensor technologies. Machine learning methods will be used to develop a real-time capable algorithm for the hybrid sensor that will enable reliable material identification. The project partners want to pave the way for a sensor-based sorting technology for a wide range of applications in plastic recycling by upgrading, integrating, and testing the developed multi-sensor system in a sorting application. The new process, which is linked to the digital twin, is to be economical, enable high degrees for priority for plastic sorting and, in addition, provide robust material characterization, including black plastics or previously unrecorded criteria like, for example, aging condition. Coming to the subproject uh, two, the mechanical recycling, there already is a good state of the art in mechanical recycling. At the point we start, in our Waste for Future project. If we compare the share of high quality recyclates with the absolute amount of plastic processed, we can see that the share is only 10%. Our goal is to increase this percentage while remaining highly competitive. Number one is the improvement of the separation and therefore the purity of the created fractions. Number two is the improvement of recyclates, compensating for the aging and loss of stabilization of the plastics in the waste stream. We want to demonstrate a high throughput aging assessment and a controlled restabilization in the compounding process. One of our demonstrators is an adhesion promoter from a PE plastics waste stream. These results will be incorporated into the entropy-based evaluation model that we are in development in sub-project number one. And for the sub-project number three, chemical recycling, I would state within the waste for future, processes and technologies are being developed for key areas of solvolysis, pyrolysis and gasification technologies on a pilot plant and pilot scale for the material utilization of plastic fractions that cannot be recycled or residual materials from sorting. Based on intelligent control system, these processes are balanced and evaluated with regard to the potential and selected input materials for chemical recycling. The goal is to set up a platform for processing sulfolysis products and pyrolysis oils to balance and evaluate various process options to develop a strategy for direct use in petrol chemical processes such as steam crackers. In a similar way, we aim for optimum process in the gasification. Parallel to the experimental path, we again go into the virtual mapping on base of analytical description in order to be able to build the digital twin for the implementation into the entropy-based evaluation model. Hmm. And um, 
as you hinted at before, um, I'd imagine you'll be collaborating with um, a range of different um, companies, such as chemical companies, plastics processors and recyclers. Um, what shape will this take? Could you talk a bit more about that? Our goal is no less than to transform the linear carbon economy established today into a circular economic concept. In concrete terms, this initially concerns the chemical industry with the plastics industry as well as waste and recycling management. The implementation of such changes in the expected results entails changes in the business models of the industry addressed. This, in turn, can only work if there is a high level of acceptance. The early involvement of relevant companies and organizations is prerequisite for successful implementation. Lighthouse projects such as Waste for Future have an advisory board as part of their structure. In our project, we nominated relevant players from both the academic and the industry side. We started with a nomination already in the project identification phase. Via this track, we are able to anchor industry interests in the project at an early stage. In a second track, a series of industry workshops is planned starting at the end of September this year. Here, we will present the results we have achieved and discuss the next steps with important companies from the relevant industry. We are pleased about the feedback received at such events and will adapt our project plan to these circumstances in order to make it more attractive. Great, thank you. And um, in conclusion, um, you alluded to it before, but in, in summary for our listeners, um, what do you hope to have achieved by the time the project comes to an end? The milestone plan of the Waste for Future includes a basic validation of the project idea after already the first year. Through our, our work and the hopefully positive course of the project, we hope to generate strong interest in the topic so that we can motivate further research activities. One impulse we have planned for the second year. The third year will then focus on the scale-up capability of the results. The goal is to consolidate our activities with the establishment of an industrial consortium that will accompany the next step from the pilot plant to the industrial scale. We want to convince our industrial partners that the project is not only an academic idea, but a business opportunity in the field of sustainable circular economy. We already talked about the CCPE, the cluster of circular plastics economy. We want to integrate the results of the Lighthouse project based for future into the cluster and go along with the project continuation in the form of the mentioned industrialization project from within the cluster. With this step, we expand the base of the scope of services to 11 cooperating Fraunhofer Institutes, a new challenge that we are all looking forward to. 
Great, thank you. Yes, um, it's um, it's obvious that collaboration is key here, and um, here at Packaging Europe, we'll definitely keep an eye on uh, how things progress, and uh, yeah, maybe we can talk a bit more further down the line again. So uh, yeah, that brings us to the end of today's podcast. Um, thank you very much, Professor Michel, for taking the time to speak to me today and uh, for sharing your insights. Oh, you're very welcome. Thank you very much. Thank you. And uh, yeah, thank you everybody for listening as well. Make sure you subscribe. We have a new podcast episode coming out every month. Consumers worldwide are now demanding sustainable packaging. Is your brand ready? At Smurfit Kappa, we use our global experience and local knowledge to create innovative packaging for the biggest brands. As a global leader in sustainability, we can help you find the solutions which are right for your business and right for the planet. Join the sustainable evolution. Contact us at smurfitkappa.com. Smurfit Kappa. Open the future.